bringing you key insights, tips, and advice from the brightest minds in the Canadian franchising industry. This is the Franchise Canada Chats Podcast. Chats podcast. Thanks for tuning in. If we haven't met before, my name is Trisha. And I'm Kristen. And today you're in for a real treat because Kristen and I got to interview the one and only Ken LeBlanc. For those of you who don't know Ken LeBlanc, he is the co-founder, president, and CEO of PropertyGuys.com, one of Canada's largest private real estate franchises. LeBlanc has overseen the company's growth from a single Moncton, New Brunswick location to over 120 franchises across Canada. He was the youngest person ever to be named to the Atlantic Business Magazine Hall of Fame, and in 2009, he became the first honorary dragon of Dragon's Den. In this episode, we're covering topics like the top qualities of a massive franchisor, the signs that a potential candidate is the wrong fit, the major roadblocks he faced while starting the business, especially as a young entrepreneur, and so much more. So without further ado, enjoy the episode. Um, okay, so if we jump, just jump right in, why don't you tell us a little bit about propertyguys.com, how you started it. I know you were pretty young when you first had the idea for it. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, um, like I said, propertyguys.com, we are a, I guess, a residential uh, DIY, pre-sale by real estate platform that basically connects buyers and sellers directly without the high cost commission. So we're not licensed agents. We don't want to be licensed agents. Uh, We're more of a real estate marketing company. So that's kind of what we do. Uh, we don't charge a commission, like I said, we charge a flat fee up front uh, to help people connect, and we are the only private sale network, uh, franchise network in North America. And I, is there some resistance to the business model because people are so used to going to real estate agents? Um, is it hard to really, not convince people, but explain to people what the business is and how it can actually help them save money? Uh, show their house uh, on the time, on a schedule that fits them, 
And uh, similar to the way I guess Uber has kind of given control back into the people who want to hop into the cars, uh, Airbnb is giving you a little control where you want to stay. Uh, we're more platform driven. So that's kind of been our battle. And, and real estate seems to be one of the last industries uh, to, to I, I guess, pivot and shift into the, the platform arena. So we're pretty excited that we're ahead of the curve when it comes to that. And how did you come up with the idea? You, it was with your two of your friends, right, when you were in university? Yeah, no, it, it, it's, it's, it's a funny story. I mean, I was driving back and forth to school on a daily basis. At this time, I've never bought or sold a house. I had no idea how people did that, you know, why, why, why these signs existed on front lawn. But I kept seeing all these orange and black for sale by owner signs. And they would go up, they would last a couple of weeks, and then, and then they would go down, and typically a traditional, you know, uh, real estate sign would go up, and then it would sell. And I, I asked myself, why, why can't these people sell their homes on their own? Like, what, you know, I mean, first of all, why do they want to sell their homes on their own? And then secondly, why can't they be successful? And the two things I found out was they, they want to sell on their own because, obviously, they want control of that process. Uh, more importantly, they want to save a lot of money. There's an opportunity to save a lot of money. I didn't realize at that time that people were paying, you know, 5 6 7% of the value of their property uh, to sell their house. So uh, at the same time, like I said, going to university, uh, this was 1998, you know, 20 years ago now, uh, the internet was just kind of kicking off, and I was building websites for local local business, kind of building web pages for them, nothing special, just you know, giving them the opportunity to get into the World Wide Web. So talked to a couple of my fellow business students in university and said, hey, what do you think of this idea? I see all these for sale by owner signs. Uh, the problem is they, they don't have much... I guess exposure when it comes to selling their house. They put a sign in the front lawn. Some of the more astute uh, homeowners would actually take a, a classified ad in the local newspaper, but that was the extent of their marketing. So what if we put together this website where we could organize all the private sales in our community and then have that as a portal for anyone looking at buying a house to go and visit the, all these for sale by owners versus them having to drive around up and down the street to find these signs. And, and that's where it started. Uh, it was it was literally an overnight success in our hometown here in Moncton, New Brunswick. Uh, we put up over 100 listings in our first year as university students, uh, and then the business just grown from there. Wow. And so what were some of the major roadblocks that you faced um, while starting this business? Yeah, you know what? Um, again, coming straight out of university or during it, actually still being in university, uh, the biggest one we had back in the day was, was being an internet-based company. Uh, this is 1998. Uh, people weren't sure of this internet thing sticking around. So <laughs> we had to do a lot of convincing that this is the new way people are going to buy and sell. This is the new way people are going to communicate in this world called you know, online world. And so that was one of the major roadblocks we had to overcome early on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's something as simple as a self-service listing where they could put their credit card in and buy a package online. Like that was very, 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 you know, very taboo back in the day. So, so we had to target early adopters uh, to make people comfortable transacting online. Uh, and we knew right away it was going to be successful. I mean, our very first listing uh, we put up in Moncton here sold to uh, a family in another province. So we knew right away that, you know, sight unseen, just online, visiting online, that this is, this is going to be a way that things are going to happen in the future. So, again, we had to target these early adopters, people that were comfortable transacting online, the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and I guess the biggest way that we've overcome a lot of our roadblocks over the years is listening to our non-customers. And what I mean okay. by that is, uh, you know, very easy for us to define people who haven't used our system and just drive up and down the street and you see a sign in the front lawn. So we actually, early on, 
you haven't used us. Uh, and they would tell us. You know, they would tell us everything from, well, you couldn't get me on the MLS, or I didn't want to show my house myself, or I wasn't sure on the paperwork. So what we've done over time is we've adopted our program and our system to overcome all those roadblocks. So today, you know, I, I'm, I comfortably can sit here and say we do everything a traditional real estate agent does, all those roadblocks, all the, yeah, but you don't do this, we actually do now. Uh, and that's how we overcome them over the years, is basically listening to our non-customers and what they said, you know, was the reason for not using us and trying to try to get rid of that gap. In your client base, do you notice that um, it's more of a younger generation or are you noticing an older generation to ad adopt the propertyguys.com mentality? You know what, it, it's changed over the years. Uh, yes, early on, it was early adopters, younger generation, you know, the 20-somethings, which unfortunately aren't typically the home buyers and sellers early on. <laughs> uh, so we had a very limited portfolio in regards to target clients. Uh, but it's evolved now. I mean, we've got everything from our most popular uh, and top-performing franchise location comes from a community where the average age is like 68 years old. So it's come a long way. I think you know, it's, people are, are just looking for, like I said, control, uh, comfort, uh, security, uh, and those things have overcome over the years. And I don't think the people, if if they're not familiar with a online company or online service, then the people around them can definitely help walk walk as the years go on you'll only get that'll eventually even out even more and you'll see all types of different age groups use the platform as well you got it and what we're noticing now the trend with the age groups is that the younger generation coming through uh, are, are actually more excited to use a platform like us because uh, they don't like paying for anything you know they <laughs> want their music free they want to download their videos and, and, and they consume their their media for free or pretty close to it so uh, them willing to give up 7% or 5% commission to an agent and something they can click a few buttons for and do at one-tenth the cost definitely lines up more with our model. So we're excited for that kind of that era coming through, uh, which is the, the DIY, the do-it-yourself, do your own research, uh, take care of things on your own a little more with a little help from a special company like us. And so when did you decide to uh, franchise the business? Uh, pretty early on in the process. Um, like I said, we were an overnight success story in Moncton, our little hometown here. Uh, mm -hmm. And then, then we had to make a decision, uh, you know, post-graduation, what are we going to do with this company? Uh, at that time, we had three or four people from the university, uh, fellow students working for us, and we wanted to expand the model. Um, and we knew that expansion would cost a lot of money if we were going to open up satellite offices, and it would be slow. Uh, so we didn't have time and or money to do that. Uh, franchising for us allowed us to rapidly expand our offering, uh, carve out exclusive territories across the country, uh, generate some revenue to help reinvest into the company to add new services and to build on our technology. So that's what we did. It was, it was essentially day two uh, of our business, you know, post-graduation post uh, and, and having a successful, I guess, single unit uh, location uh, it just made sense to us. And are you, do you have locations across the country? Pardon me, sorry? Do you have locations across the country? We have over 87 franchise locations coast to coast. When we first started franchising, uh, we wanted to keep them all close. So we sold our first 10 units here in Atlanta, Canada, all within two and a half hour driving distance. So we could keep 
an eye on them, make sure they're successful, uh, support them, you know, hands-on support early on. Uh, and then we started expanding across the country. So now we have 87 franchise locations coast to coast, uh, from Victoria, B.C., all the way to St. John's, Newfoundland. Um, we just recently sold a master franchise for the state of Florida, so we're expanding into the U.S. as we speak. Wow. And what were you looking for in your franchisees early on? Um, and I guess now, what are, you, what, what are you looking for in your franchisees? Yeah, I mean, we're not a typical franchise system in regards of what we're looking for. I think when you think franchising, you think systems, you think uh, follow the book to the T, which, don't get me wrong, we, we, we still have a part of that. Uh, we put together what we call a structured entrepreneur so basically someone that follows the system, and we have a very tight system in regards of what they need to do to be successful, but also has that, that drive of an entrepreneur. Uh, so if they need to be hunters, you know, real estate's a very, very competitive business, uh, and each, each deal is done in a one-on-one relationship, so our top performers don't sit and wait for the phone to ring, they're not looking at marketing ideas to make the phone ring, they actually go out and make it ring. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what we're looking for, someone who can follow our system, but at the same time take a little bit of ownership within their own territory. Do they need to have a real estate background as well, or? They do not, no. In fact, we prefer they don't, uh, quite honestly. I think there's some perceptions in regards of, you know, what a real estate agent does, uh, and we'd rather not do that. We're not that. We're more marketers, so we prefer entrepreneurs. We prefer, you know, community networkers, those types of individuals. Mm -hmm. And if someone were to come up to you and um, consider purchasing at propertyguys.com, what would you tell them some of the benefits of being a franchisee are? Uh, you know what, there's all, there's, basically there's all kinds of benefits in our business. We, we, we believe we're a disruptor model and that, that you know, real estate is going to change. Um, we're on the cutting edge of that. So I think it's important for them to realize that we, we are the future of real estate. That's a huge advantage of, of joining our system. Um, I think, uh, you know, obviously, if it's the standard stuff like protected territory, we do all those things, uh, low entry fees, all those basic stuff. But for us, it's really about being something different, being unique in that market. Uh, if you have any interest or passion for real estate uh, and you're thinking about getting your real estate license, don't do it. Join us. <laughs> <laughs> be, be one of one. I mean, I look in our community. We have one franchisee here in Moncton. Uh, there's, there's over... 360 real estate agents are not very unique, right? Mm-hmm. Our guy's very, very unique. He loves his business. He's, he has pride of ownership in that business. I'm not saying the others don't. I'm just saying it's definitely a, a, a different type of, uh, I guess, mindset uh, in regards to being in that traditional route. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what kind of support do you offer your franchisees to help them succeed within this business? I um, mean, uh, we, we do all kinds of support. Uh, we do obviously training. Spreads is very, very important uh, in regards of making sure they're properly trained in our system. So we do a, a pre-PGU, and we call it PropertyGuys.com University training session. So that's an online course they, they take before they come to uh, here at Moncton office where we train them. We do a five-day training session. Uh, we also support them in webinars, in ongoing webinars, and all the new updates, uh, new programs are, you know, that we launch are completely supported by our home office team. We have a staff of 30 people here working to support our franchisees, our 87 franchisees coast to coast. Uh, we do we, we get face-to-face meetings twice a year, so we do regional conferences. We do one in the east, one in central, and one in west, uh, usually mid-season. And then we do an annual conference. We get everyone together and uh, kind of launch new programs, new services, 
uh, updating on training, uh, and just kind of get together and share some of our, you know, our success stories, and and obviously um, to celebrate the the top performers of the system. Mm-hmm. And what sort of challenges do franchisees often bring up? I mean, in those meetings or even throughout, what kind of support do they actually? Need. Yeah, I mean, the challenges are, are I mean, for us, it's, it's just both listening to those challenges, is, uh, you know, listening to, uh, you know, what's going on the day. We, we do realize that no two locations are the same because real estate is very, very local. Uh, so all we do is listen. Uh, we, we put together a, a franchisee advisory council to represent uh, all different types of franchise owners, whether they're east or west, urban, you know, rural, whatever needs to be, uh, new franchisees, veteran franchisees. So that way, you know, we're not hearing from every location every day, but we have that council that kind of speaks for the, the greater good of the system. And uh, we get together, uh, you know, on, on a monthly basis to, to, to speak about challenges, to not necessarily, uh, I guess, speaking to challenges, but more about speaking about how we can get better and how we can improve our system on a, on a, on a day-to-day basis. Uh, one of the things that we uh, we pride ourselves in is the fact that change is basically what we do. Uh, if you bought into a system and, and or bought into our system, you need to expect change. In fact, we profile for that. If you're not good with change, you're probably not going to be good for our system. Mm-hmm. We're always adding services, uh, new offerings, uh, you know, and, and growing our business. Uh, we're big believers in you know if you're not growing, you're dying. So for us, you need to be open to change. And when you're recruiting your franchisees, um, how long does the process take? Do you do several interviews with them, or is it uh, a quick a quick process? No, it's actually uh, it's quite in depth, um, and we take pride in that. I think we could probably write a book on our process. <laughs> uh, you know, so we have a number of top funnel sources. Obviously, everything from franchise portals, trade shows, uh, social media posts, even our existing franchisees and customers. So we have this top of funnel source that comes in and, and fills the funnel. So once we get someone into the funnel, our goal is pretty, uh, fairly simple. We want we want to qualify them or unqualify them basically immediately. And I'm talking about seconds. As soon as the lead comes in, we're reaching out under two minutes. We have a dedicated resource to, from our home office team that calls them and kind of pre-qualifies these, these individuals. And then assuming they're the right fit, you know, based on financial means, uh, location availability, their vision's aligned with our vision, and we move them into our franchise uh, rewarding team, our awarding team. And this process now can take as long or as little, I guess, as uh, as an individual wants. Uh, we don't we don't fast track people. It's basically based on the, on their pace they want to go. But once both parties are ready to move forward in regards to getting a deal in place, uh, we then we then move them into an online uh, profile. So they have to go through an online profile, and, and no one pass or fails. All we're doing is comparing them to our top performers to see where where they line up with those top performers in our system, what areas we can help them win in rather, and what areas they may need to help, you know, help other franchisees. So we're just kind of matching up profile-wise. And then they got to do three interviews with the existing franchise owners. So we pick hand-picked three franchise owners, some, usually a neighboring franchisee, uh, maybe a veteran franchisee and someone new coming in, but we, 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 mix, we mix that up on every, every, uh, every lead that comes in. Uh, and those, those three franchisees basically give us a thumbs up or thumbs down. They rank them on a zero uh, 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 scale of zero to ten, uh, and they give us some comments on why they would make a great franchisee or why they would fit our system. We rely heavily on those reports because, you know, for us, our franchise system is, 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 a, is a tight network, and we wouldn't want someone to come into that network as a franchise owner, uh, especially if it's your neighbor, and not have that same type of, 
collaboration and, and, and kind of vision for the business. So once that happens, and assuming they're a right fit and they get three thumbs up from a franchisee, uh, we get their documentation over. I usually give them a call at the very end, kind of more of a welcoming call, see if they have any other questions, and then we schedule them for our next uh, PGU or propertygoods.com university training session. And do you have designated areas or territories that you want to expand, or does someone come up to you and say, I want to open it up? one up in this location and you say great or do you kind of assign where they would open up their location no it's typically right now uh people come up to us say here's what i'm interested in uh we are we, there are exclusive franchise territories we carve them out so we do have specific areas we're targeting looking for people uh but yeah we don't we don't if you were to come in and say i want to buy a franchise we don't we don't say okay you have to go to this city or this town right. we want to fit into the community you want to be part of right for us, especially in our business, uh, community is, is, is very, very important. Uh, we find it, you know, difficult—not impossible, but difficult—for someone to move into a town they don't, where they don't have any any network, any connections, don't know anybody, mm-hmm. and start this business up from scratch. So we typically like to lean towards the community where they have family, where they're well known or respected, and have have those contacts in place already. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going back here a little bit. I, I know during your recruitment process, you said that uh, in the beginning, you kind of can tell whether you're going to move forward with a potential lead or not. Uh, so yeah. what are the signs that kind of like kind of knock someone out of the <laughs> like if they don't get a chance anymore? Like what, what are the, the signs that they're the wrong fit for uh, you? Perhaps the biggest sign is it's basically um, that structured entrepreneur we talked about. If there are a, an individual who is looking for more of a, a fixed storefront, retail hours, um, you know, run the shop and let the customers come in and serve them and, and are high on customer service, that's great. doesn't mean they're a bad individual. They're just not right for our business. Mm. We're in the hunting business. We need to be a very, very, uh, you know, aggressive uh, real estate is very competitive. You need to be aggressive in your marketing into your sales, uh, you need to be an extrovert. If you're an introvert, you want to sit back and you want to run an accounting firm, that's cool, it's just not our business. Mm-hmm. We're into marketing, we're a disruptive business as well, so you've got to be okay with people slinging arrows at you uh, because you're not going to be well-liked uh, by other agents in the community, so you got to be okay with that. Uh, you're kind of like a Robin Hood of real estate, so you got to be able to wear that <laughs> yeah. proudly and not be concerned if, you know, if, if an agent pulls you over and says, hey, get your real estate license, why are you doing this, uh, those type of things. So. So we look for those people with, I don't want to say, say thick skin, but definitely uh, are willing to fight for a cause or a purpose uh, and be proud of what they do and not have to hide it and say, yeah, you know, I'm in this real estate business, but I don't want anyone to kind of know. I just, I just, I, I really like serving customers. I really mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, fulfilling this business, but I'm not up for hunting and, 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 and being, you know, a disruptor in the market. Mm-hmm. Now, you've been a franchisor or you've been running your own business for over uh, 20 years now. What would you say some of the some of the lessons you've learned from when you first started to where you are now? Ah, oh, great question. Um, I think I would say the greatest lesson I've learned in franchising um, is, is basically to listen. Uh, it's a hard skill for especially someone like me to to pull off, but it's, it's definitely one I think it, it, it served me well. Uh, in, in, you know, in, especially in the past few years. Um, one size doesn't fit all when it comes to our business and our franchisees are in the front line every single day and their problems and challenges are real. Uh, and to just say, you know, follow the system, do this, um, doesn't necessarily work every time. So I think the biggest lesson I've learned is to listen to 
our customers, which to us are our franchise owners, uh, because again, they're 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 in the front lines. The problems are real, uh, and how do we go about solving those problems and making sure that they're successful? So yeah, I think that would be the biggest lesson I've learned over the years. And you were really young when you started the business. Did you have a mentor or someone you could ask questions to, or you kind of just figured it out as you went? You know what? Um, I was. I was fairly lucky in university. I had a great professor uh, from a small university that really wanted to help us uh, succeed and, and put PropertyGuys.com uh, on the map. Uh, professor Danny Brown was very, very instrumental in our success early on. Um, being Atlantic Canadian uh, franchise or there wasn't a lot of other um, systems that I could look up to uh, or, or even look into and ask for help. There are a lot of franchise owners, but not a whole lot of franchisors. So we were very fortunate to um, join the Canadian Franchise Association early on. Like, you know, I think we joined in 2001, like literally three years after we started the company. Uh, and that was instrumental in us connecting with other franchise systems, uh, other franchisors, great leaders in the franchising industry. And we learned a ton early on from the CFA. Uh, so, I mean, they were, they were, we were very fortunate to have the ability to go to the conventions, go to the seminars. Uh, I got invited to sit on the board about five years after into franchising, and I learned a lot sitting on the board of the CFA as well. So so those, I'd say, would be our mentors. It wouldn't be more individuals. It would be more the, the association on a whole, you know, in a whole in regards to all the various people that work there. Mm-hmm. Great. And are there any lessons you've learned from your franchisees as well? Uh, you know what? A, a lot. I mean, they, they bring a lot of products and service to the table. Again, uh, listening to the, to what, what they, they have in place in regards to... So one of the things that we did early on, we were, we were lucky here in Atlanta, Canada, there was a lot of these for sale by owner signs, so we just had to target those individually uh, and, and, and knock on those doors. But, you know, one of the first franchisees we had out in BC, it was a couple from the UK that came across... across Crossed the pond and went into a small sized community, and we we're we we're questioning whether or not you know we were right to go into that market. We thought it might have been early, especially with someone with no network in the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what they did was basically something wasn't out of our playbook. Was but they went door to door canvassing, just like you know running for election, introducing themselves to the community and introducing the brand uh, at the door on a one on one level. It was their guerrilla marketing. It, it was their background was in that, so it was very comfortable for them. Uh, and they were an overnight success story. They basically, they taught us that this game was won in what we call that three-foot arena, which is door-to-door canvassing. Uh, and today they are still our top performing location uh, by far, uh, top top revenue generating location, former franchisee of the year, and they still do the exact same thing they did when they started this business going on 10 years now for them. And do you have any advice for prospective property guys, franchisees, or existing ones to help them find success? Or do you kind of say, hey, look at what our uh, our most successful franchisees have done and kind of follow what they did? No, you know what? I think, I mean, part of that is, yes, follow the system. But I think the other part is, you know, follow, follow your passion and your personality. Match up, whether it's our franchise, whether you're buying another franchise brand, whether you're, whatever you're doing, whether you're becoming a real estate agent, just, Match something out that you know that lines up with your personality and your passion. If it feels like a job, or you're just buying it to make a quick buck, then, then don't do it. Mm-hmm. I think any business, job, or franchise you get involved with needs to fuel your passion. You know, life, life's way too short to, to hate getting up in the morning to go to work. Yeah. So to me, it's all about you know loving what you do, and uh, and if as long as you 
so what's next? the next big thing for you and your business? Well, we're just going to launch a new web platform. So uh, we've had a website now for 20 years. Uh, and now we're launching a platform, but we believe will be the future of real estate. So we're super excited for that. We've been building this now for almost two years. Uh, we're, we're, we're literally, uh, you know, weeks away from launching. So that's pretty exciting. It's going to be uh, quite an innovation for us. We're going to have some AI built into it. Uh, we're going to help people price their house online, things like that. Something never seen before in real estate. So we're pretty excited for there. Um, we're also getting into what we call everything real estate. So everything from vacation properties, rentals, commercials, you name it. Uh, and then top that all off with some more international expansion. So we just like I said, we just got into Florida. Uh, we're looking at selling other master franchise locations throughout the U.S. and other countries. So a very busy uh, 36 months in order for us. And just to go back to expanding internationally, what's the market research like for, say, the states? Did you notice that? Like Florida, this is it'd be a good market for our business compared to other states. Yeah, definitely there is uh, what we call some propertyguys.com friendly markets. Mm-hmm. Uh, Florida being one of them uh, for us, Snowbirds are important because their brand's been around for twenty years, so there is some brand you know uh, recognition there already. Uh, we look for markets where people are very transient, meaning they they move their properties more than four times a year. So Florida is one of those areas that that happens a lot in. Uh, so those are ideal. Uh, we also look for markets where, you know, the traditional real estate model is alive and well, because mm-hmm. uh, that's the model we want to disrupt. Uh, so those are markets you move in there. So if you, if you see, you know, if you see a traditional Remax Century 21, not the name brand in particular, or Keller Williams, all the big brands, which are great, uh, we see them in those markets. That just means, just means uh, opportunity for propertyguys.com. So those are the areas we kind of target. Just going back a little, so you for the master franchises that you're recruiting now, is there is it a different? It's a slightly different process than recruiting potential just regular franchisees. Is like the, yeah, very much so. So okay. what we're looking for, because like I said, we have a, a staff of thirty here, uh, and we don't want to, you know, we actually want to maintain and protect uh, what we built in the last twenty years in Canada. franchise what you're looking for in a master franchise or in or to match no not really you know? not really no we're looking for in the master franchisers don't forget so the franchisees are targeting homeowners to buy and sell you know to use our services on a, on, on an individual basis to help them buy and sell homes mm-hmm. we're looking for someone to recruit people who want to do that so okay. it's a different different type of mindset it's, it's probably someone who has a little bit of experience in master franchising mm-hmm. or in recruit some sort not necessarily real estate experience, but definitely the recruitment, uh, the building of teams type of experience. So, which is way different than someone who's looking to buy or sell a house, right? Mm-hmm. And how could uh, people look for this opportunity if they're interested in it? 
Uh, we, we're all in line, so we've got, like I said, our top of funnel is pretty wide and deep. We're, we're going to be at all the franchise shows. Uh, we're on all the different various portals, franchise opportunity portals, uh, Facebook. But at the other day, just go to propertyguys.com and, and, and click under our little franchising tab and you can learn all about it. Awesome. All right, and yeah. if you're ready, we're going to um, do some franchise fun questions with you. Go right ahead. All right, so so we'll just uh, say a statement and you can fill in the blank. Okay. Okay, so the most interesting thing I've done recently is? Ah, uh, let's see. Interesting thing I've done recently. Uh, I, I, did, I don't know what it's called, that giant Ferris wheel in Vegas there. I went around that a couple times with the guys. It was, it was a lot of fun. And I went to a Las Vegas Knights game, so that was a lot of fun as well. Were you at the yeah. IFA last week? I was, yeah. Okay, there <laughs> In its best form, work is? Sorry, didn't hear that. Uh, in its best form, work is work is fun. Thank you. Uh, a good a good franchisee is a busy franchisee. A good franchisor listens well. My top advice for prospective franchisees is do something you love. The most important thing in life is family. If I could meet anyone, dead or dead or alive. Ooh, that's a tough one. Mm -hmm. Um, you know what? I would love to um let's meet my mom again. She passed mm -hmm. away about uh, fifteen years ago. Love having a chat with her. Mm -hmm. The person who's had the most positive influence on me as a business person is uh my dad. Canadian franchising is? Pardon me, sorry, missed that one. Canadian franchising is? Is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like my friends to describe me as? Um, Hardworking, ethical, passionate. My personal motto is? This too shall pass. Oh, that's mine too. <laughs> <laughs> One necessary item on my life's to-do list is? Oh, geez. I have a long bucket list, so let's pick one. I wanted to be able to go to the Wayne Gretzky Fantasy Camp, but I just heard last year that he, he retired that, so I, I guess I want to skate with Wayne Gretzky. Awesome. Uh, final question. This isn't on our list. Uh, are you a Leafs fan? Because there, there's no hockey, there's no hockey team down in Atlantic Canada. I know. I am the biggest Leaf fan you will find anywhere in Canada. No way. You see my base. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Thank you so All much, right. Ken. Thank you, Ken. Thanks, yeah, guys. Take care. Bye now. Bye. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the Franchise Canada Chats podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. For more, head to franchisecanada.online.